Welcome to the Monterey Podcast. For more information, check out our website at montereychurch.com. Well, let me also welcome you this morning. I'm going to begin with the same opening words I've used the last couple of weeks. Uh, We're in the midst of a five-week series that we have titled Gifted with three primary areas of emphasis during this series. Number one, we are the body of Christ, and as the body of Christ, we belong uh, to one another. Uh, So many implications that are wrapped into that statement. Uh, Paul reminds us often in his writings that we are indeed uh, folks who belong to each other because of our common commitment to Christ. And so during this series, we've talked about our commitment to one another as a part of the body of Christ at Monterey. Number two, all of us are gifted. Likewise, there are so many implications that are wrapped into that statement. All of us are gifted in order that the body might grow and build itself up in love, in order that we might be the presence of Christ in our world. Just as every part of our human body is important, so also every part of the body of Christ is important. And so number three, we've encouraged one another uh, throughout this series to be involved in ministry at Monterey. Uh, Many of you are involved in one or more ministries, and we praise God for that. But it's a challenge for all of us to reflect upon the gifts that God has given us, the passion of our hearts and our minds, and to encourage one another to use those gifts, uh, to use our time, our resources in order to honor God and to bless others. I want you to step back with me for just a moment and think about churches that you have been a part of through your lifetime. And so when you think about churches, uh, many times we think about the size of a church. And I would suggest that there are both blessings and challenges wrapped into the size of a church. Uh, There are blessings and challenges in being a church of 50 members, like the little church where I grew up. In a church of 50 members, you may know everyone by name. And so the beauty of the connections, the relationships... But you may not be able to engage in certain ministries simply because of the size of the church, the limitations that come in being a church of 50 members. One of the challenges of a church the size of Monterey is no matter how hard you might try, you probably will not know everyone by name. You will not have a close relationship with every member in a body this size. And so we work hard to build connections through Bible classes, small groups, ministry groups. But one of the incredible blessings of a church the size of Monterey is that we're blessed with opportunities and resources for ministry that may not exist in a church of 50 members. And so during this month of January, I have interviewed, interacted with a number of our staff members in order to share with you different opportunities for ministry in this place. Last Sunday, you had the opportunity of hearing from Christy Sanders and Shauna Young, our children's ministers, the blessing of ministering to a large number of children and their families. You heard from Eric Opton, Caleb Horn, and Taylor Pachicano, our youth ministers, the blessing of ministering to a large number of young people. And you heard from Jim Fuller, who works with our senior adults. Again, the blessing of working with a large number of folks who are retired. Uh, Today, you're going to have the opportunity to hear from Joey Drumright, Hudson Hutchinson, and Aaron Dawson. 
In their ministry roles in this church, they help coordinate some 40 ministries or so where we have the opportunity not only of blessing one another as we grow together in Christ, but where we have the opportunity to engage in ministry and in our, uh, to, to engage in ministry in our community and literally around the globe. I'm going to invite those three guys to go ahead and join me on the stage as they make their way. Let me invite you to hear words from Ephesians chapter 3. And I really wish that we had time to read and reflect on the entire book of Ephesians. In fact, in the paragraphs leading into the sections I'll read in just a moment, uh, Paul reminds us that prior to the coming of Jesus, we were without hope and without God in this world. We live in a broken world. But through Jesus, through the good news, through the church, as Paul unfolds what he describes as the mystery of God, he declares that all things have been made new, the incredible beauty of the church, where we find peace and reconciliation and relationship, the church, the new creation of God, the temple of the living God, the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit, or even more specifically, as Paul will phrase it, the church created in order to declare the wisdom of God to the world. Listen to his language. He says, I became a servant of the gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I'm less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. And then here is language. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. And so Paul says, it is for that reason that I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And he concludes the prayer by saying to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. In a world that often dismisses the church, Paul says it is through the church that God's wisdom is made known. It is in us, the church, that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And so when we talk about the church as the body of Christ, as we've been doing throughout this series, we do not do so lightly. When we emphasize that every member of the body is important, that all of us are gifted, we do not do so lightly. Because it is through us, it is through the church, that God is at work in our world. And so in a little bit different approach than we would typically do on a Sunday morning, but as we've done throughout this month, 
I want us to continue the conversation this morning regarding ministries at Monterey, how you can engage in ministry, how we together in partnership with God and with one another can make a difference in one another's lives and can make a difference in our community and again, literally around the globe. And so, Joey, I'll, I'll begin with you. Since 2015, you have served as our congregational life minister. I think one of the blessings of what we're attempting to do on Sunday morning is that folks may be able after this to say, oh, I've got a better feel for what congregational life minister is now. And so tell us a little bit about your role and then even specifically areas of ministry that you help coordinate uh, where folks, if they have an interest or a passion, uh, can be involved. So uh, whenever people ask me what I do, usually I'll say congregational life and I'll watch the dumbfounded look of not having any idea what that means. And so the easiest way to explain what I do is in coordination with what Aaron does. And so I do congregational life, which is often what happens inside these walls. And he does missional life, which is often what happens outside these walls. And these are not mutually exclusive, though, just to keep in mind one feeds the other back and forth. And so you see a list of things that are up on the screen right now um, that I help coordinate or I help facilitate or more importantly, I'm simply support for because you guys are the ones who are doing the ministry work through those different areas. And so you can see the list up there and, and probably the most important things I want you to hear is that um, a lot of this that happens is not because of anything that I do, but simply because you guys do it. Simply y'all have ideas, y'all have, um, I see a burden, you see a need, you feel something that somebody has a need to be filled up and to be poured into. And so therefore, the vast majority of these things did not come because uh, anybody on staff, myself, or any of our elders said, we need this. It almost always comes from somebody, uh, one of y'all. And so that's the most important thing. So like a couple examples um, I'll give you of this is uh, we have a, a ministry that we're working on right now, myself and Dara Landsman and a group of people, um, that right now the best way to find it on the forum is just crisis ministry because we don't have a clear name for it yet. But we're talking about how do we walk alongside people who are in crisis or who need help or, or, or just need to be walked alongside for just to have presence because of something going on in their lives. And, and we're spending a lot of time talking about what, that, what does that look like? How do we do that? How do we have a one-on-one presence with someone and to love them well and to be in their lives, but also to open the door for other people to have that experience too? And so that's just one area. We also have a thing called welcome team uh, that you see. And so these are two opposite ends. One you spend a little more depth into with the, the crisis ministry, just one-on-one. But also we have a welcome team, which is out in the great hall. You'll see them in these little lanyards. And we need a whole army of people to do that. And it's not just greeting. It's when people come in, uh, we get to say hello to them. We get to help them. We get to look for guests and get them connected, whether it be finding a Bible class or they may have a need or whatever it may be. But we always have people that are out in the great hall to walk alongside you in the short term that may be just Sunday mornings and connect you to other places where we need. And so a lot of what I do is connected to helping enable and empower you guys so that y'all do the ministry. And I hope you recognize not just today as I interact with these three guys, but all of our ministry staff members who have been on this stage, we all work very closely together. And yet because of the nature of our ministry, sometimes we work more closely together with certain folks on staff. These three guys work very, very closely together. So Hudson, I'll transition to you for a moment. You've only been on staff with us for a few months, Connections Minister is your job title, and I think as we envisioned that role, uh, we thought not only about college ministry, but we thought about the whole range of ministries that are a part of Monterey, 
How do we bring the appropriate connections? Maybe it's between different age groups. Maybe it's between different ministry groups, etc. cetera. Uh, so speak into that. Uh, how do you envision your role, and what are some ways in which folks can be engaged in ministry there as well? Yeah, I think the easiest way to describe my role is to describe two hats. So one hat I wear is college ministry. We live in a college town. We got tech. We got LCU. Uh, we got kids who didn't go to college and are working. In, if you're here in this room and you're in any of those categories, we just want to walk alongside you as you grow in your relationship with Christ. That is, that is our college ministry. So we have class here on Sunday just like any other class, but we spend a lot of time together in fellowship. Uh, this church has done a great job for years before I was even here, providing a meal uh, every Wednesday for our college students. And so many of you, first let me say thank you, that's awesome. Y'all have the spiritual gift of of hospitality and of cooking, and our college students have the spiritual gift of eating, and so it is a perfect match, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, we, we, we do that every Wednesday, but we've also done something on Mondays called Mac and Cheese Monday, which again, it's another, it's another meal, but it's, an, it's in our homes. It's a time to uh, invite college students who often, they, they miss nice things like a carpet and a, a cushioned chair and uh, a clean room and a dog and so sometimes coming into someone's home is so nice and refreshing and so we do that every Monday if you want to be a part of that that's a great way to get involved in college ministry uh, the other hat that I wear like I said connection hat it, it's just relationship right that, that's what we're talking about how the church interacts together how we're in relationship and oftentimes I think it, we think that we are relationally full that there, there, we can't squeeze one more person into my life or into my schedule. I, I'm just full. And I think my role is hopefully to help remind us that there is one more spot at the table. There's one more spot uh, in our classroom. There's one more spot in our small group. There's one more small sp- a spot in our church for someone to be a part. And so uh, at, at the core of it, it's just helping us find new relationships with other people in this large church. Good. And, and both sides of what Joy and uh, Hudson have spoken into, uh, connected, obviously, but also feeds into a large part of uh, what Aaron does. Uh, Aaron and Joy stepped into their current roles at the same time in 2015. Aaron's job title is Missional Life. And so Aaron, speak into that. And again, speak into opportunities folks might have to engage in ministry. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, kind of like Joey, when people ask me what I do, I, I don't typically lead with uh, missional life minister because that, uh, unless they're ready for a conversation, community ministries is one of the primary things that I do. Uh, you see a list of what some of those look like on the screen. I oversee about 12 or 13 community ministries like Joey. Uh, I don't coordinate all of them, maybe a few, uh, a few of those, but many of these uh, historically have grown out of uh, burdens or um, experiences of those in our body and they're ready to put an army together to help meet people where they're at, and uh, those things have grown over the years. Uh, also, uh, another hat that I wear is our global missions, and uh, that's an area that there's a few places to get involved in. We may have a slide for that uh, on the involvement form uh, that was missing the first week. It's there now if you want to go back to that, but anything from uh, missions trips to serving on our missions committee to supporting our missionaries not just financially, but in relational ways, prayer partners, uh, things of that nature. And one thing I'd say that applies to all of these things, I, I grew up with the implicit message that the mission of God was, was overseas and it was in these walls. And we may have done good things in the community, but 
the explicitness of that wasn't there, that's, that's, a, that's a misunderstanding that we want to, we don't want to destroy that barrier. The mission of God is everywhere. We've used that phrase many a time. We've used it as a theme for Missions Sunday, which you've heard is coming up also on, on March 6th. But the mission of God is everywhere. Uh, our heart as a church, my role gets to play into this, is uh, to connect us, to mobilize us in meaningful ways, not in just service project ways, but meaningful ways uh, to this community. Good. And, and, and as we talk about, as we challenge one another to engage in ministry, I, I hope that we all recognize it's more than just checking off a box and saying, okay, I'm involved in this ministry, this ministry, this ministry. It's also recognizing as we step sometimes out of our comfort zones, those uh, those moments help shape and form us more and more into the image of Christ as well. And so uh, speak to that for a moment, if you will, guys. How, how does ministry uh, that you help coordinate shape folks uh, more and more into the image of Christ? I guess since I went first at first service, I get to go first at second service. They both just look at me. Thank you. Um, uh, you know, it's funny. You were just talking about, you know, the mission of God is everywhere. And that's kind of the fun part is that wherever you find yourself, that's where the mission of God is. So wherever, whether you're here or outside the walls, wherever you are, that's where the mission of God is. And that's where he wants to use you. So wherever it is you find yourself, that's where it is. So what we do here and, and how we connect here and how we love one another here um, matters in terms of what we do out there. Uh, I have down John 13, 35. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples. Literally, to walk alongside one another is what disciple means if you love one another. And so what we do here matters because it helps us do what we do outside of here better because the mission of God is here and it's there. And then also what we're doing outside of there helps feed us in here to grow and mature so we can go back out again, serving one another out there also. Yeah. Did I go second or third last? I went second. I'll go second. Uh, we're creatures of <laughs> habit. Yeah. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5 was one of many, many, many that came to mind when you asked this question. Uh, the love of Christ compels us. Whatever it is, the love of Christ compels us. And it's easy to think, I mentioned service project earlier, and I don't mean for that to sound, I, when I say uh, we're not just about service projects, I mean the kind of the check in the box kind of thing. This whole involvement um, you know, form, this whole conversation of the month of January is not do things for the sake of doing them, to kind of put tallies in your column or whatever it is, or crowns and uh, jewels in your crown. That's not the point at all. The point is, when we engage in these things, walls come down, we're emptied of ourselves, Aaron kind of moves to the periphery of Aaron's life, and others that maybe have had nobody uh, to consider them uh, for most of their life are kind of moved to our center. So, that's the first half of the why. The second half is God uses that to change us, to transform us, to sanctify us, to make us more into his image. But we, we have to engage in those spaces in order to become empty enough for God to, to change us. Amen. I think whenever you sign up for any of the ministries that this church offers, whether it's college ministry or crisis ministry or children's ministry, uh, what, you're, what you're signing up for is an interruption. It's an interruption to your schedule. At times it's an inconvenience. Uh, but as I look at the life and ministry of Jesus, uh, he had a clear direction he wanted to go on his way to the cross. Uh, and oftentimes he was interrupted. 
whether that was people screaming out for healing, whether that was miracles that needed to be performed at weddings, whether it was people he'd stumbled across, upon under trees. Uh, like, he was just interu- interrupted by people. And I think uh, we have to be interruptible people, a people who are willing to say, it's, it's not my schedule, that God is doing something, and there is room in my life for one more person uh, to love and, and to bless. Uh, this, this is the work of God. You don't have to listen to these guys very long. You don't have to watch them very long on a day-by-day basis to know that they're passionate about uh, their ministries. Uh, Given that, uh, perhaps 30 seconds from each of you, concluding word, encouraging folks, as we've done throughout this month, to engage in ministry, what would you say to Monterey? Well, first is I'm passionate about what I do simply because growing up, teenage years, in my 20s, um, I, I didn't, my biological family, my family at home, they weren't believers. And so I couldn't share with them and, and enjoy the, the family that is made in Jesus. And we talk about a church community, and I love the word community. It's a great word, but I like family better. And so the church became my family. That, that's who I share the most intimate details um, with Holy Spirit, with you guys, with Jesus, all these things we shared together. And so now I get to where I am now with my kids and, and Aaron, and we get that Aaron, my wife Aaron, not that Aaron. Yes, not my work wife, my home wife. Um, sometimes I'll say Aaron, my wife, and he'll still go, yes. It's absolutely true. You do. Don't, don't act like you don't. It's happened, yeah. It has happened. Um, anyway, but, but I, get to, I get to enjoy that I get to enjoy what it means to be a part of a church family with you guys. And so my passion comes from that. So the thing I would say is this. View the people around you as your family. As Jesus says, your brothers, your sisters, these are the people he's placed in front of you to both be your mission field and the family that feeds you. I grew up in a uh, church family, and then I went to college. And I, years later, vividly remember... Uh, the impact that my college ministry had on me. And as I watched him, I, I didn't know faith could look like that. I didn't know you could be so compassionate. I didn't know you could be so hospitable. I, I didn't know you could be so bold in your faith. And so years later, I'm still impacted by this person who impacted me in my, in my, in my 20s. Um, I think that's why I get excited about college ministry and uh, I'm not the only one who has the ability to impact our college students. Everyone in this room has the ability to powerfully impact someone else in faith, and that gets me excited. Um, as I think about our college students in particular, uh, in a perfect world, they would just all stay in Lubbock forever and be a part of this church. Uh, but many of them will go on to new places when they get jobs. They'll go to Denver, or they'll go to you know dental school in San Antonio or something like that. Um, and I think it's awesome to think that uh, we are preparing and blessing the Capital C Church all over as we engage in this ministry. And so that's something that I'm passionate about. I, I hope y'all can be passionate about as well. Good. I guess my final word of encouragement, uh, a passage that I absolutely love that has become kind of a set of glasses for me over the years is Mark four twenty six and following when the farmer plants the seed and he gets to go to sleep and he trusts that the grower is going to grow. And he wakes up in the morning, and he'll tend to the garden, and he'll plant seed and harvest it in harvest time. But he has no power over the mysterious, you know, transformations that happen in the ground. Uh, my encouragement to us is, um, is our garden is this church 
But our garden is also this city. And our garden is also this planet. And everything in between, the mission of God is everywhere. And when the work seems slow, I'm reminded that we're, we're, just, we're just gardeners, but we trust that there is some powerful things happening, powerful processes and, and mechanisms that we can't calculate, that we can't force or manipulate in the heart and spirit of people. But the God's in charge of that, and he, he uh, is it too much to say he has to rely on us? He chooses to count us in um, to build this big C church, but not by force or power, but by faithful presence in the life of people. Yeah, and I think it's recognizing, as we said in week one of this series, that all of life is worship to God, that we offer our bodies as living sacrifices. And if I could add one little piece to that, in many respects, all of life is ministry. And so you are involved in ministry no matter where you are. And yet part of the beauty of being a church, uh, being a part of a church like Monterey is a multitude of opportunities to engage in ministry as well. And so we've been encouraging you uh, during this month to indicate your interest. Aaron, I'll let you speak into the involvement form we've been doing. And so yeah, yeah. sure just, again. Just our uh, final appeal. Or, I mean, got another, another week of this. But you've seen this screen up here. You've seen the QR code. It's in the back of your bulletin. It's on our app, on our website. Well, the, the link is on a featured box on our app, on our website. There's paper copies in the hall. This is what sends you to that list of eight different areas in this church that you may be interested in applying your gifts to. Uh, again, we've added global. Maybe we've added one other. But there's check it if you haven't checked in, in uh, three or four weeks because there may be some more options. Underneath these, five to 15 ministries in each there's like 60 or 70. It's a candy store of, of things that God has gifted you for something. Not everything, by no means everything, but something. And if you're looking for ways or feeling led to apply that uh, to, to his work here in this community or across the globe, uh, go on, fill that out. This does not commit you. Is the last thing we want, want to say. You're not saying, I'm signing up to start next week. You're expressing interest. Let those ministry leaders know as needs arise to reach out to you, and then you can kind of go from there. Good. Well, let's let, uh, thank these three guys for sharing with us today and for the, the role they play at Monterey. And as I wrap up today, let me invite you to hear words again from Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, this first reading echoing what Aaron said just a moment ago. Paul says his intent was that now through the church the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. It is God trusting us, inviting us to be in partnership with him. That is an awesome, awesome thought. And then the concluding words of his prayer to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. And all of God's people said, amen. May we be committed to that kind of life. Let's stand together as we sing.